Irish Illustrated Insider is sponsored by VisitSouthBend.com. Is it time to check a Notre Dame home game off your bucket list? Has it been too long since you've soaked in the game day atmosphere in person? Whether it's for the first time ever or in a while, start planning your trip to South Bend to watch the Fighting Irish with ideas and inspiration at VisitSouthBend.com. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Irish Illustrated Insider. It's Thursday, November 2nd. We are getting ready, all of us, to head out to Clemson, South Carolina, Notre Dame, ranked number 15 in the college football playoff rankings this week. They are a three-point favorite. The over-under is 44-and-a-half. I don't know. Uh, guys, I'm kind of going against the grain here before I um, start with the, the preview of Clemson, but I think I mean, what were your thoughts on Notre Dame being 15th in the in the first uh, playoff committee's ranking? You know, LSU is the only two-loss team ahead of them. I think it's kind of six of one, half dozen other between those two. What were your thoughts about them being number 15? Yeah, if, I, if you would have said Notre Dame will be the second two-loss team, I'd think, oh, does that make 15? Well, that's fine. But I never thought they would be 15 going in, if that makes any sense at all. I was like, oh, 15, that's low. Oh, wait, there's only there's two two-loss teams. Okay. Well, they're the, right there. That that's the, what it is. I mean, those one loss moved, teams have yeah, we have questions on this. One loss teams ahead of where yeah. they were in AP. I I didn't have an issue with it. Um, you know, especially Louisville. Like that, you know, just like Louisville has one loss, Notre Dame has two losses, one of Notre Dame's losses to Louisville. Like the well, that's not even an option. That's not yeah. Yeah. Notre Dame should be behind Louisville. Um, yeah. you know, and, and LSU, I'm totally with you. It's it's six and one half dozen another yeah. after this weekend. It won't be. Right, exactly. That's how I wrote it my Thursday thoughts. I actually had this information. I'm jumping ahead here to the second segment, but Tom, <laughs> the intern, uh, Tom, the intern from Irish Illustrated, posted a survey on what people's thoughts were on Notre Dame being 15th in the first college playoff ranking of 2023. Uh, he asked people to, is it too low, too high, or I'll take it? Uh, not surprising. 67%, two-thirds thought it was too low. Uh, 4% thought it was too high. Those are just, <laughs> those are people that are always looking to put Notre Dame down. Uh, and then 29% said, I'll take it. So what category are you guys in? You're in the I, I'll take it category? Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll take it, and I think it's, it's spot on, but, but like, I'll take it. The way, the reason you should just take it is like LSU is at Alabama. Missouri is at Georgia. Yep. Oklahoma is at Oklahoma state. Like this, it will, it will work itself out quite nicely. I think the only thing people could complain about, and it's nothing that they can control or anyone else can control is that Clemson's not good enough to boost Notre Dame as much as they should have been in this particular situation. Yeah. But I, I mean, I still think, I still think Clemson has another uh, enough cachet that if you go to Clemson and win, uh, can and, you know? And again, considering the close games that Clemson has played, that their their inability to close because of their offense, they could have won. I'm not yeah, saying but, they could have won yeah. all four of those games, but they could they could have won any of them, including Duke. You know, had they just followed through in the red zone. I agree that beating Clemson is good for Notre Dame fans, but when if Clemson's four and five with North Carolina and South Carolina on the schedule, you might be looking at a five and seven yeah. Clemson team. Yeah, yeah, it's like why like the 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 second most significant game for Notre Dame this weekend after beating Clemson is USC hosting Washington. I was like, I, I don't think as long as Notre Dame isn't staring at a reality where they have zero ranked wins, which is 
possible. Um, that's <laughs> yeah. why you need USC to sort of keep hanging yeah. around and like yeah. wake up a little bit because uh, they're you want USC to be good if you're Notre Dame. I think I've said this before, and I'm not even sure it's accurate anymore, Pete, but I think it would be such a major difference when you're drilling down on Notre Dame's ranking if you're trying to get to number four, like let's say they had one loss and had zero ranked wins, as opposed to trying to get to number 11. It just feels like... It's much more similar to like, who was the 69th team that should have been in the NCAA tournament? Eh. There's just a lot of different ways to cut it, but it's like Notre Dame, I think they're accurately ranked could they be a spot or two higher sure but everything is in front of them i think i said a couple weeks ago that i thought it was 50 50 that they would make the new year's six if they won out i think it's more like 80 20 or 85 15 at this yeah point. you want to get it you want to get into that a little bit Pete? sure it's the opposite of well not the opposite but that's different than than what uh we were talking about a week ago today yeah just i chalk is taking hold now uh and the more chalk that happens for Notre Dame the better um in terms of moving up like they Missouri Ole Miss LSU they all have to play either Alabama or Georgia um so you would think chalk would would hold there Texas and Oklahoma may play one of one of each other out um you know it's you know Penn State unless Penn State has been like sandbagging aficionados like they don't have anything on offense that's going to do anything against Michigan in a couple weeks they'll be out it just like Notre Dame can get to 10th um moving up five spots I mean we're talking about like Notre Dame just needs double digit favorites to win the game that they play in to move up um because it knocks out the Ole Miss uh Penn State uh LSU like so it's I think Notre Dame will be fine. Um, if LSU wins this weekend, that that's how you get more towards the the fifteen, not the eighty five. Um, if you have some upsets in these bigger games, then Notre Dame could find itself sort of stuck around twelve, thirteen, fourteen, and that that won't be good enough to make it. I in today's Thursday thoughts, I I, I didn't I didn't provide the rest of Louisville's schedule because they're number thirteen, but they have one loss, so they should get the tiebreaker with Notre Dame if they lose again. But number 12 in Pete, you mentioned part of this. Number 12, Missouri. They're at Georgia this weekend. Then they have Tennessee, Florida, and at Arkansas. So there, there's there, there's there, there are going to be some losses in there. As you mentioned, number 11, Penn State, they host Michigan next weekend. And then number 10, Mississippi hosts Texas AM and they play at Georgia. And number nine, Oklahoma is playing at Oklahoma, a lesser Oklahoma State this year. Uh, they play them this weekend. They have West Virginia. And and at BYU, so yeah, there's there's going to be plenty of movement there. And I hate to even mention all those things because right. Notre Dame's got to beat Clemson for any well, of this to matter. Otherwise, we're going to Tampa on January one, right? And who had Oklahoma? I mean, yes. this is here's my point about college football November because we all said two weeks ago, well, Kansas is going to clip Oklahoma, and then they're going to do. I mean, come on, this is these these teams are all losing. Some they're all yeah, going to yeah. blow these yeah. games. This is Kansas got hammered Oklahoma I mean Kansas was all over Oklahoma last year was Oklahoma 61 to what over Kansas like these these games just happen differently it's hard, like brother. I remember Oklahoma almost lost to Kansas two years ago yeah last year was- I think it just the point is more like if you're a power five team going to play at another power five team it's tough like um, Notre Dame including for Notre Dame um hopefully not at Stanford but certainly at Clemson um <laughs> you know and that's 
the hardest part about going 10 and two and making the year six for Notre Dame, there's a lot of factors that have to happen is winning on Saturday. That's it. That is it. And, um, and it, it, it could be, we were talking before we, we hit play here. Um, I mean, it, it's difficult for me to look at this game and and come up with a decision because on one hand, I know Notre Dame's better. I believe Notre Dame's better. Notre Dame's playing better football, uh, their best football of the season right now. And Clemson's playing, playing its worst because they can't, they can't score. They've scored 17 points in regulation each of the last three weeks, which kind of sounds like that little dip that, that Notre Dame took, um, you know, during Ohio State and, and Duke and Louisville, uh, facing some good defenses there, no doubt about it. But Clemson's Clemson's not playing good football, and they're probably going into this game on the side of the ball where they're struggling the most offensively without their best player, Will Shipley. Yeah, I still think Clemson's defense holds an advantage over Notre Dame's offense in the game, but Notre Dame holds a bigger advantage with their defense over Clemson's offense. They said before this started, um, probably save it for the prediction, but this game was at Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame would be celebrating throughout the fourth quarter, getting subs into the game while they were beating Clemson by 17 points as you hit the fourth quarter, that type of thing. Um, I don't think that's the case because you're going to Clemson now, but I okay. do think Notre Dame would handle. I think Notre Dame would absolutely handle Clemson right now at home. And that's because yeah, they're also, a, they're a better team and they're in a better spot. Um, the wounded animal exists here at Dune at Clemson. I contend that Notre Dame caught a break without this being a night game. Although maybe you could have traded this night game for Louisville because that certainly didn't help. Yeah. <laughs> it was unfortunate <laughs> that night game at Louisville did not go great. That was yeah. It's well, I mean, I think that the other night games that they played at Duke and Louisville were sort like at Duke. It was the biggest home game that they've had. I don't know ever. Yeah, no, at it was Louisville. It was, it was a huge game. Like maybe going back to you know, like Lamar Lamar Jackson. I, I don't know if they played Clemson at Louisville, but like it was a huge game for Louisville. This is not um, like if, if there ever was a time for Notre Dame to go to a marquee opponent and Notre Dame's fan base to turn up and buy tickets and wear green, like this is a good opportunity to do that. If you're thinking about going to a road game, because I just, the enthusiasm for Clemson from Clemson fans, unless you're Tyler from start Spartanburg, is just not high right now. And there's, there's an opportunity, I think, for Notre Dame if they get up. I'm not saying Clemson would quit, but like if Notre Dame's up ten nothing in the first quarter, the team might not quit, but the the crowd may, uh, and it could be kind of a weird environment at that point. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of feel like. I mean, I don't know how you guys look at this. I, I I'm often accused of being pessimistic, and I was around Lou Holtz for eleven years, and he always looked at what could go wrong. So I learned to do it the same way. And I just the whole uh, Tyler from Spartanburg thing, just, you know, you just wonder if this is a circle the wagons kind of moment for the program because well, for the Clemson program. Our board just, is certain that that was a Tyler from Spartanburg was a plant, by the way. Have you, have you read the college football? I, I think there's I, there. I buy that theory that there, it was an inside job. Like, those coaches' radio shows, like those calls, are heavily screened. Yeah, it's really hard to get that call past someone and let him go like that too. Well, for two Tyler from Spartanburg, uh, who I assume has a last name, but won't reveal it. Um, I it's mean, he was interviewed. Did you see his interview <laughs> with uh, Tigers Illustrated? Oh no, I didn't. Yeah, I mean, he, uh, you know, he didn't. 
he didn't accept it lightly. He still kind of shot back and said, oh, you know, I don't care what you think. I still think that you should, that they should be doing this and doing this. Uh, I, you know, I tend to, <laughs> as a, as a, as an older person, I tend, I feel like my generation is more likely, is more inclined to agree with Sweeney and maybe younger generations are more inclined to agree with Tyler from. I felt like as I was listening to the answer, it reminded me of Tim Priester responding to a question from like B54 or something. Like it was just like, <laughs> I was like I'm I was not listening to if, this. Uh... <laughs> Tim, I didn't read Tyler from Spartanburg's response, but who does he want uh, Clemson to play? Jordan Johnson, Dracovic, or Spindler? Yeah, Which one yeah, has to be in? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No kidding. I mean, and I don't like, you know, I don't like the, well, you make $10.8 million. That, that's great. But other coaches are making eight, six, whatever. And it's athletic competition. It can't but come on the dollars he and cents. He made money because he's won the championships. They didn't give it to him before he won well, the championships. No, exactly right. I mean, exactly right. <laughs> he's got a, he's got a record of like 161 and 39. I mean, good Lord. Um, You know, for that matter, Notre Dame's um, 70 and 16 in their last 86 games, but of course, no championships or anything like that. But yeah, I, I mean, I tend to side with, with Sweeney on this one, just because it's like, and I do agree that, you know, uh, expectations outweigh, what was the term? Uh, well, reality for one thing, but I'm not sure that was Well, yeah, but yeah, reality. Uh, uh, appreciation. Appreciation. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and I do think that that, too frequently impedes the judgment of of people watching football games but um anyway i just i can't help but think i didn't think that he was a plant uh and i did i really didn't think because when i saw his quotes but i don't know maybe and it just kind of concerns me that it's a circling of the wagons for the clemson program and that they just might put it all together this weekend but not without Will Shipley, and I don't see any way. I know they're saying day-to-day now, um, but it's Thursday, and I think by tomorrow we'll find out that Will Shipley's not playing in this game. I think if he was a NFL quarterback that needed to win, there might be a miracle cure for a concussion protocol, but I don't think that works in college ball these days. Usually it's all up to the doctors, and he took a – it's been a while since a Notre Dame guy got a concussion on a Saturday that looked like – and then came out and played on. That was like – Tory Hunter level yeah. uh, at Texas in terms of like the violence of the hit that I, I don't remember a whole lot of Notre Dame guys taking a shot like that and then not missing two weeks, let alone one. Yeah. And then you see the aftermath of him just kind of crumpled on the, on the goal. I don't mean to laugh at it crumpled on the goal line. I mean, you know, I, I will admit though, when I saw it, when I saw it happen, <laughs> I can't, I, I can't help but admit that, you know, the first thing you think of is he probably won't play next week. Yep. So, yeah, it might be uh, for the best. Certainly doesn't hurt. Um, anything for Marcus Freeman today, guys? I mean, the, these are becoming a little anticlimactic and a bit shorter. Today's was a little bit longer. It gets closer to the 15 minutes that are allotted for it. Uh, I asked about Christian Gray. I'm really impressed with that kid, both as a player and as a humble, mature kid interviewing him the other night. I mean, if Gray's on the high end of being impressed, I I asked the question about Devin Ford because did you watch him block in that game? Oh, he's fan, he's fantastic. He's just he's an fantastic. animal. It's an, it's it, his for his size, what he's doing out there as a running. I mean, this is like 
He's hitting people like Kyron Williams tried to hit people in that Clemson game. Yeah. No, he relishes, Williams had to do it 20 times that day. <laughs> he relishes that and he and he's great on on the coverage units too. He's 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 been tremendous. He needs a one yard touchdown against Wake Forest in the Yeah, that'd be yeah. Yeah, yeah it's been like more of a I mean it's it's like a, a glue guy transfer, yeah. which we don't yeah. really we don't really talk a lot about those players because I mean they're just like I get Sam Hartman and Baptiste and Harper, Harper, like yeah. those are the guys, but um, I do think Ford's impact has probably deserves the appreciation that it's getting right now. Um, right, it's it's right. pretty easy to miss if you're just someone said games. on our board, and I thought this was refreshing, like because people are always trying to get rid of players for better players and all that kind of stuff. And Devin Ford's the fourth or fifth running back, obviously. So, like, you know, how people get rid of Estime because he's too old right now and those type of things. It's time to move on from a junior that's uh, one who, of the best. Who are you hanging country. out with, O'Malley? Yeah. The board, the board has these issues. Oh, there, there are some people that are they're past. They're past. all over the board. Though was <laughs> there is no such thing as a downside of having a guy like Devin Ford on your football team. Like there's this logical post here. This is so I, I always say like you know well they don't need six running backs. Like yeah well they need a guy that can play every special teams and come in and play. So maybe you just need that guy to be on your team. Put him in another position and call him whatever you want. He yeah it's helps. it's hard. It's hard to find guys that versatile, and he he is absolutely, and he catches the ball. You know, I mean, they haven't done much with him as, as, as a running back lately, but he's been good. I want to wrap up real quickly, and I'm going to keep it short. Notre Dame basketball last night, they opened with a, a exhibition game against Hanover College from Indiana. Um, Marcus Shrewsbury's alma mater, which is why they play them, of course. And they're, they're not they're not any good. They brought like 20 guys, played them all. Uh but I, I, I just want to say it's like an ICCL softball game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could you could take over here from uh, for now here, uh, Tim. Now, I just Nordane played. They played well. They played well on both ends of the court. They were coached well. They kept pushing the ball further and further away from the basket on the defensive end, offensive end. They worked really hard. The freshmen played extremely well. I've I've, I've said this on our message board multiple times already. It's in Thursday thoughts. Um, check out if you want to know further about uh, about the freshmen in particular who who all played well. Um, and when we heard Braden Shrewsbury was going to be starting, we were like, uh, okay, I think that he looks like a starter. And he played really well with a lot of confidence last night. Marcus Burton was good. Uh, Logan Imes was good. Kerry Booth is long as hell. Uh, none of this means anything. The season starts next week. But it was a good first impression. That's all I'm saying. But we were also just wanting, we everybody just wants to see a team realistically that plays very hard and makes it enjoyable to watch again. Cause it's been a few they, years. Yeah. I should say it's been a few years. One of the last four years was enjoyable to watch. Yeah. They played very hard last night. I, I have breaking it. news though, guys. Um, apparently on the Michigan scandal, Cardell Jones believes Jim Harbaugh knew and he had to break his silence to let everybody know that he believes Jim Harbaugh is guilty. Cardell Jones. That's one of the lead stories Whoa. that popped up on my feed. So you think about it, that's pretty much the final nail of the coffin that Cardell Jones believes Jim Harbaugh is guilty. Can't write enough about it. <laughs> this episode of Ivers Illustrated is presented by Underdog Sports. We see a lot of you are downloading Underdog using the promo code and having fun, which we love to see. If you haven't already, check them out. Be sure you do so. It's super easy to use. You go to the app and pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total than what is listed. For example, if Travis Kelsey's number is set at 50 yards and you know Taylor Swift is in the house, you may feel confident he's going to be way higher than that number. Do that with two to five different players and you're in business. If you go five for five, 
you can multiply your money times 20. So sign up today with promo code IRISH and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with my promo code IRISH to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. There are a lot of fantasy companies out there, but we decided to partner with Underdog because it's the easiest place to find fantasy sports. It's also the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. You must be 18 or older and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Second segment coming up, Burning Up the Boards. If you're coming to a game this season, you have to check out Game Day Your Way, the official tailgate service provider of Notre Dame. Game Day Your Way offers everything you need, including tailgate gear, catering, and even beverage delivery right to your spot. And their Irish Express transportation from Chicago allows you to tailgate while you travel to their all-inclusive party zone in South Bend. Let Game Day deal with all the hassle so you can focus on the fun. For tailgates, tickets, transportation, and more, visit gamedayyourway.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Some things are just made for each other, like tailgates and touchdowns. We're adding one more pair to the list, Aer Lingus and college football. Join us in Dublin this August for the Aer Lingus College Football Classic. Too soon? Plan your winter or spring break now with non-stop flights from cities including Chicago, Boston, Los Angeles and New York. Fly in comfort to Dublin, our European hub. Go coast to coast and discover the sights of Ireland or explore any of the 50 plus European cities we connect to, including Amsterdam, London, Paris and Rome. Visit Aerlingus.com to book today. Welcome back to segment two, Burning Up the Boards. Our first question is from FL Irish 76 Is the current playoff committee system flawed? Would either Michigan or Penn State be ranked in the top 20? Or at all, if you change their names to Western Michigan or Texas Tech. Their schedules are beyond embarrassing and are not better than two lanes at this point. Well, every every play, every national championship system in the history of college football has always been flawed and it always will be. And, and that's because you can't play it like, you know, uh, basketball or baseball or you, you can only play once a week and so it's always going to be flawed and I swear to God I was writing that in the 1980s and and it it's still true and I don't know how it will ever be better okay so now you're going to 12 teams next year there will be there will be flaws in that system as well although that's probably as close as as we've gotten but I mean do you want what would you want a uh uh, an eight and eight and one Western Michigan team ranked in the top 10 or top 15. Would that be better if you, if you rank the, the, the group of five, you know, so where should James Madison be then? Should they be seventh this week because they're undefeated? They are still undefeated, aren't they? They are. Yeah. I did I don't think the system is flawed on November 2nd. Um, but if these were the rankings on November 30th, I might have a different opinion on it. Like 
Michigan still has to play Penn State and Ohio State. Yeah, their schedule has been garbage. Um, Penn State went to Ohio State. They lost. Um, they still have to play Michigan. So we'll find out. And like this system is so flawed that Tulane, if the season ended today, would be going to a New Year's Six Bowl. Like I'm fine with that too. So I think Tulane does get a shot. I know that's not the point of the question, but like it's not like Tulane's being completely overlooked here either. Um, so yeah, it's this is why you have to let the entire season play out before saying, hey, this system is great, this system is junk, and we've still got what four Saturdays of football left to go. And a lot, it college football has been, it's so much more backloaded than I feel like it used to be. Like, I feel like it used to get more game, great games in September. And now they're all in November. You think that's by design? You think that's Yeah. Cause I think it's just for rent, like for ratings. Like it's a better, it gets, it lets you build up to the hype of the game. Um, like I think more people would wa- will watch Michigan, Ohio state on Thanksgiving weekend than they would on Labor Day weekend, just cause like you have three months to hype it up. But, um, I think the system is just fine as is. As you know, I don't like the expansion to 12 because I feel like it ruins November, but boy, I wish they were expanding to 12 this year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, I could, if I could pick and choose a Notre Dame defense to go play in a season where there's not a dominant team, yeah. I would choose this season for Notre Dame to be in the playoffs. Boy, our, Dece- our Decembers are about to change dramatically here coming up. I know Pete is thinking right now, but Pete, think about the last five, six playoffs compared to this one. If you just put Notre Dame's defense in this one. 2018, you still have the, the Clemson team. That's ridiculous. 2019, you have Joe Burrow's team, whatever. 2020, you still have the Alabama team with three of the top five Heisman Trophy finalists. I mean, Georgia <laughs> still has holding would hold Notre Dame and Sam Hartman's offense right now to seven points in a playoff game. This year is the time that somebody could win, could up have an upset win in a playoff game. Yeah, I mean, it's like you imagine what December could be. Let's just say Notre Dame finished ten and two, and they finished tenth. That third week in December, they could be playing like a road game at Oregon. Like I'm, like on a personal life level, that's a disaster. Uh, on a professional level, yeah. I think that would be amazing. I do too. But now think of some other Notre Dame teams. Although you'd always, if you're a Notre Dame fan, want to see this, some 10th and 11th ranked Notre Dame teams, you're saying, all right, we're going to go to Oregon to play a playoff game. I'm like, all right, what is, I don't know what the yeah, point pass. of this thing is, but <laughs> I'll take a pass on that. But this this would be, all right, let's see what Oregon has against this defense. It's just, that's a tangent. But this this is the one of the few two-loss Notre Dame teams where you'd be like, let's set this thing up and see what happens. As it relates to the question from uh, FLIRA76, I want to start a petition to get Danny Cannell on the committee to choose every year because he is smarter than every committee member. I knew the sarcasm right? was coming as soon as you said his name. No, but okay, I mean, thank you, God, I missed the sarcasm and I was about to be very upset. At- <laughs> no, but, but Tim, you've, you've spoken about how, how bright Danny Cannell, look, I, I, Danny Cannell is always, why doesn't he volunteer? Has he volunteered? He should volunteer because he's smarter than every committee member. Make it sound like he should run for public office, Tim. Maybe he should do that too. I'm not saying that he's. I'm really not saying he's. I'm not saying he's not smarter. You're saying he believes he's the smartest. He he does. Yeah, he does. He does believe yeah. he's the smartest. Do you guys have a problem with Ohio Ohio State being number one? No, no. Beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame and held off Penn State. I mean, wait. Well, Penn State's not in the top twenty though. Well, then Danny Cannell's but... smarter than you. Yeah. 
So you're just going to have to get used to that question. Um, uh, one thing about, I do want to say to FL Irish 76, it's a very difficult sport because although Michigan has played absolute garbage and we knew it going into the season, doesn't Michigan look like a really good football team from all the years you've watched football? <laughs> They're murdering everybody. It's like they yeah. know the plays yeah. before they happen. <laughs> Damn, that's good. They're just so um, well coached. Can't wait for yeah, no. They do. They they do. Earl Owens to break his silence You're on both the right. Jim You're Harbaugh both scandal. Right. He can break the news here. Question for Madison Irish: Will Mitchell with Mitchell Evans out? How does the pass distribution dynamic change for Notre Dame? I don't want to overreact to it, but it, it does matter, man. He's he's the best receiver they have. Uh, he's the best third down guy by far. He makes the most difficult catches. Pete, I think you might have heard us last week. We said. He actually has made more plays for Sam Hartman than Sam Hartman has for him, which is amazing. Um, so you figure if healthy, we I assume he's healthy because he has led Notre Dame's receivers in snaps the last two games, Jaden Greathouse. You figure he'll be targeted a couple times as opposed to one, like three times, you know, it's around that realm you have to. You figure Holden stays, gets one or two more. Figure Rico Flores can get another one, although he's they're probably targeting as much as he can as they can, right? He's just yeah. a guy that plays yeah. all the time. Merriweather, as Pete has said, need, they need a shot or so because it just can loosen some things up. I think, Pete, you said that before they went on this two-game streak of looking good offensively. It, it's really all-encompassing. Everybody needs a, just a touch more. I really feel like Greathouse is going to get targeted three or four times in this game since he has played more than any receiver in the last two games. I think he's probably healthy and ready to go. I I wonder if they I, I realize they want the receivers to step up more. I just wonder if it's actually going to be holding stays and the receiver position won't look that different. Um, you know, the third down conversions, I have Mitchell Evans with 10 or third and too. fourth down conversions. I have him with 10 for the year. I have the entire receiver room with 10 for the year. Yeah. That, oh, it's not. Close. That, uh, He's, it's, that's it's not going to change in one week. Um, and like, look, I, this we haven't had a. I wouldn't say many other games like this is a Tobias Merriweather game, but like Clemson is a team like if you chuck it deep over the top, like you can you can get them. So I would chuck it deep over the top to Tobias Merriweather at least a couple times um, and see what happens. It, it, at least it gets those linebackers to back off a little bit. Um, you know, maybe Rico Flores can be involved there. Certainly, there's there's got to be at least one Tyree drag back across the formation um that comes open but uh they they need somebody at the receiver position to get open deep because that this is a, a game where i think that that kind of play will be at a premium i think you can use Jaden thomas and great Jaden greathouse in tight end like situations i mean that that they they do it with they do it with thomas as a blocker i still think you're right about thomas that he pulled up and that he's not going to be it? totally healthy. Yes, he's not going to be totally yeah. healthy if you're pulling up no. on that. Yeah. Uh, no. And, you know, I mean, it's a big, strong, it's a big, strong dude. And it's hard to keep your hamstring healthy when you're, when you're a whiteout. Stays obviously is involved as well. Uh, you know, I don't know. There's no easy solution because as you say, Tim O'Malley, Mitchell Evans is our best receiver this um, season. It- and I'm glad you guys brought up Tyree because I didn't say his name only because I wanted to circle back to Tyree. He's just not a volume guy. No, agreed. Agreed. One, one or two more targets to Tyree because yeah. he might, he might turn it into something, but I yep. feel like it's got to be spread out. Yep. Next from Madison Irish. 
No, I just did oh, that. Sorry, you hit that one. Next from Hayden Adam Z. It seems fair to say Notre Dame has taken Clemson the la- has taken over Clemson the last couple of years. Do you think the Irish have more staying power than the Tigers, given Notre Dame's history or Dabo's willingness to use the portal and NIL will catapult Clemson back? They're saying if Dabo were to use the portal. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, I guess if, if Clemson was in the SEC and had done what they've done while being a member of that conference, I might look at it a little bit differently. But with the with the direction that the ACC is going, but look, Dabo Sweeney's a freaking great coach, man. Um, but he has to, you have to, you have to use the portal. You just have to. I, you know, um, I saw um, a tweet today that. Clemson has one senior starting on the offensive side of the ball. Well, whose fault is that? You know, I mean, uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame did a give Marcus Freeman and staff a tremendous amount of credit for what they did in the transfer portal last year. I, I mean, I think they're going to be hard pressed to match the productivity from transfers on a year to year basis compared to what they did this year. It's just just outstanding. But Sweeney's a great coach and but he's just going to have to do things a little bit differently. I think Notre Dame is here to stay. Um, and I would imagine Clemson's more inclined to do, have a rebound than to continue down the path of the last three years. I would say that this, the answer to this question says more about Clemson's descent than Notre Dame overtaking Clemson per se. Like I think Clemson has fallen off um, at such a level than the last year, I think they're seven and seven in the last 14 games. Like that's since the ND game, they're seven. And yeah. Seven. That's to me, that like, doesn't really say anything about Notre Dame. Like Notre Dame has lost to Louisville in that time. And, you know, they're Notre Dame's in kind of back in a, a better position after like some early wobbles for, for Freeman. But um, I don't, I don't think Notre Dame is positioned really any differently than they were late stage Brian Kelly, which is a compliment to Notre Dame. Like they're just, they're just in a good spot right now. Um, but to get where Clemson was in 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, like that's a, that's a different level entirely. Uh, I think there's one way to do that though. Um, and that is if CJ Carr or Deuce Knight is in the, the Sean Watson realm of quarterbacking. I don't think someone's going to be Trevor Lawrence. That's, but that, that's why Clemson was there. Yeah. I'm always, I realize Clemson had other good players than Watson and uh, Lawrence, yeah. but to me, it's like if you took a blueprint of a college football national championship in the last 10 years, Notre Dame's path to it would look a hell of a lot more like Clemson's than it would Georgia. Yes. Notre, Dame's, Notre Dame can't get the volume of defensive guys like Georgia can, but you can find that one superstar quarterback, you got a shot. And then now Clemson is learning when you think you have the next one and you miss on him, then you're a bit in a bit of trouble. Twice. Twice. I mean, they thought they had two in a row to back it up. That's, that's a hard sell, man. You would, you would imagine when they got DJ and Klubnik in those seasons that you would have thought to yourself, well, neither one of those is going to work out in the way it has for Clemson in the past. You're like, what? Why, Why are you saying that? Yeah. I mean, Alabama's living in that world right now. Yeah. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is on a little different, a little different level. At, I yeah. did not use him. I used Deshaun Watson as an no, option. I know. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I know but... they did not get Trevor Lawrence. That's the first time you saw that guy throw coming in for Kelly Bryant. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> How Man. fast did that ball move? Yeah. Was that an out route on the opposite hash? Yeah. 
My my realization with Trevor Lawrence, Tim, you were with me, right? We were on the field before the ACC championship game, and that dude came striding across the field. It's like, oh my god! Yeah, that's what Brian Kelly said post game. He's like, yeah, we then he started running. We had a little bit of problem there. Yeah, yeah. Peyton Manning question, with wheels. Question from Irish Gambler: How does the Irish defense play? Cade Klubnick try to pressure and force mistakes, or do they focus more on stopping the run? playing more coverage and mistakes will come. I have enough faith in Al Golden to my answer will be, they will play him expertly in terms of scheme and plan. And I think they'll do a good job because he's got it rolling, man. It maybe, maybe Clemson's players will earn their scholarships and beat Notre Dame's players, but Notre Dame's players are going to be in the right spot in this game to put a lot of pressure on Clemson's offense. It's a all of the above answer here. I just yeah. don't, I don't think, I don't think club Nick's going to come out of this game thinking like, Man, I really felt like I knew what was coming before the. No, I totally agree, Pete. I, and and that, and that's just the thing. I mean, you don't. Golden's going to throw everything at him over the course of sixty minutes. He's going to throw everything at him. You don't want to. Of course, he's going to try to pressure him. Their offensive line is average. Their best offensive lineman is out for the year. He's going to attack him just like he's he's going to take a similar approach. Uh, and when in doubt, I think he'll be more aggressive because that's what he's been doing. It's working for Notre Dame. Um, and they have know, corners that can cover. They have that's why you can be aggressive. That, that can cover. They have a freshman corner that stepped forward last week, so you can run him out there with a little bit more confidence. I mean, stopping the run is going to come down to being physical enough to handle Phil, uh, Phil Maffa. And without Shipley, right? you know, you just don't he, – he has that breakaway dash and dance to him. Uh, you know, Maffa and Maffa has pretty good feet too. He's, he has estimate like feet at times when you see some of his runs, but the worst area, uh, uh, the worst part of Clemson's game and they are missing their best player. That's just not good. You attack the hell out of them. That's exactly what L Golden's going to do. Judge Arthur Vandelay, how does Clemson's defensive line compared to last year? They still have Tyler Davis and Xavier Thomas. Even with those two, Notre Dame ran for 263 yards with KJ Henry and Brze last year. Yeah, when you when you start throwing out the 263 yard uh, stat, you have to. I mean, you also have to take into consideration Notre Dame's offensive line. Notre Dame's offensive line had was strewn with veterans last year. He had veteran guards that I know that uh, you know it was for a lot of people it was good riddance. Josh Lug, but I mean a six year senior. Um, so that's, you know, that's a, that's a big part of it. I, I don't, this is not the Clemson defensive line of 2018 when three of the guys were drafted in the first round, they have good players uh, and they have depth just like they always do. I would the Cle- say the Clemson defensive line of 2018 lost their all American nose tackle and nobody remembers it happened because they still held Notre Dame to three points. Yeah. It was a first round pick if I'm not mistaken, but like, yeah, he was, yeah. I it's, we don't do this enough, but I think it's worth remembering like Notre Dame's offensive line had an out of body experience in the game last year. Like yeah. Notre Dame's own coaching staff didn't see that coming last year. So I Notre Dame, they didn't play well against Clemson. They, they played like a phenomenal, phenomenal game. And it's just, it's hard to do that every week as we've seen. So I think that's when you talk about like, Hey, Clemson lost. And like Notre Dame did that last year. Like, that wasn't like a 
Marcus Freeman talks about the standard or coaches talk about the standard. That wasn't the standard last year. It was like eight levels beyond it um, from the run game point of view. And like, it's just, it's just hard to do that every week. You know, it's also fair to point out when you say people lost, but player, I, I don't think it's as good of a defensive line as Clemson has had, but remember beginning of the year where you're saying, well, Notre Dame lost Isaiah Foskey and it's going to hurt the pass rush. And of course it hurts the singular pass rush. We also said, I have a feeling the defensive lines would be better than last year in the aggregate. Well, it is. Nordheim's defensive line is better than it was last year without the Adam Aeolas and Fosky. Overall, it's a better defensive line. It yeah, keeps the I'll... linebackers clean to make plays. They pressure yeah. just as much as they used to. They just don't have Isaiah Fosky looking cool when he pressures. I don't think Nordheim's going to rush for 263 yards uh, uh, on, on Saturday, but Miami rushed for 211 a couple of weeks ago against them at 5.6. Now they've Clemson's pretty much shut down, you know, everybody else. NC State had 202 yards total offense and one. Uh, but you know, it's still Xavier Thomas. I, you know, I don't know Xavier Thomas is in his sixth year. We were talking about that the other day. Tyler Davis is still Tim, your insider said he's the best defensive lineman they have. I think sometimes he disappears a little bit. Um, you know, I want a, a, a Robo Row because I like to say that name. He's on that defensive line with Justin Maskell. TJ Parker's a, a, a freshman who actually leads them in sacks. So here comes the next generation of defensive linemen. I, I going back to a previous question, man, Dabo Sweeney, you can say what you want about them, but they can recruit defensive linemen. Yeah, my point was just because the names are gone doesn't mean they're not playing. I mean, that this is a quality, quality front seven for Clemson. It's a quality defensive line. Exactly right. And Brissy was, well, remember Brissy, Nordin kicked Brissy's butt last year. killed last year. I just, it was the strangest thing. I think he was, he was banged up. He had to be because he got, he was hammered. But uh, no, I mean, it's not, it's not high profile, but it's still, Really, really difficult to run against, and I think more difficult for Notre Dame to run against this year than last year because you had those two ultra-experienced offensive guards. I mean, don't you guys think this line is better than last year's line for Notre Dame? Other than Viper? Other than yeah. Viper. It's not close at Viper, clearly. But no, Isaiah no, Foss no, no doubt. I mean, there, there's no doubt. that, And the pass rush has been has become really, really good. Remember the, you know, the big, it was even after the Navy game. They didn't have any sacks. Oh, you know, we're... There's so much more to it, and they have continued to put pressure on the quarterback, and they will pressure Cade Klubnick. Uh, he's been pressured all year, and and uh, Notre Dame's defensive line should absolutely win in the trenches against that offensive line. I think the pieces just they fit together so much better than right. they did last year. Like I, I don't, the, the defensive line has played better than I would have expected, and I think they're they're better than they were last year. But I think that the big thing to me is just like the front seven fits together so much better than it did last year. And it's kind of like everyone is making everyone else look good. And that's kind of like turns into this like force multiplier that um, has been really fun to watch. And you don't know what comes first. Usually you say the defense, but the linebackers have been fantastic this year compared to last year too. They're, they're a much better group. They have, but I agree with the sentiment that the the D line has kept them clean too. Well, that Leah foul is, a well, completely not close. different football player. Completely yeah. different. There's that too. Next William from Play Like a Champ 7, Marcus Freeman was pretty emphatic about his support for Mike Mickens. Even if Al Golden doesn't leave for another position, could you see co-coordinator status coming his way this offseason as a way to ensure they don't lose him as a coach and to prepare him for a DC role? 
Yeah, I just I don't know what L. Golden's reaction to that would be. I don't know. I just make him passing game coordinator in the in the exact formal sense in some way. That's how you do it. Well, what he already is, right? He is, but not. When did we hear about that though? We don't hear. We don't refer to him to that until the last two weeks that Mike Mickens is the passing game coordinator. You know. No, we don't. I actually wanted to try to get into that specifically with Golden the other day, and it just it just didn't work. How out. did that go? Uh, it didn't get into that, but we did get into our, our previous discussion from from oh. the week before, and it went it went quite well. It went okay. uh, it, it went quite well. Uh, Coach Golden and I had a um, difference of opinion the previous Tuesday. Let's just let's just put it that way. I think maybe one way you could elevate Mike Mickens as co coordinator and have him do media every other week. That's what I was going to say. Could be Mike Golden. It's well, part I mean, of the preparation is to come out and talk. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's part of well, it, I, right? I mean, I think that I I think that it's possible. You know, at the end of the day, it's the title brings more more income, and so that's right. the value of the that's the true value of the title. Tim, uh, I don't know about your conversation with Coach Golden, but I just want to speak for everybody. At Irish Illustrated that if you had that last year after the USC game, everyone would have sided with you, and this year, right now, no one is siding with you. So that's. We're just going well, there with the elephant. It wasn't. It wasn't so much my line of questioning as much as um, just the approach to the answers to my questions. I'll just leave it at that. We're good. We're good. I was due for a. I was due for one. I've been behaving myself way too much in these interview sessions. I'm uh, finally intrigued about something I missed right now. So uh, hey, I'm siding with Golden. The defense is great, Tim. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> you, you tell me the defense continues to play great. I side with Golden too. Uh, question, Ooh, good one. Go ahead. Question from Irish fan 151. In what area does Clemson have an advantage Saturday? I think they will be able to handle the Notre Dame running game this time. Unless, of course, Sam Hartman can keep them off balance as he has, like, the NC State game, the U.S. – well, not the U.S. game, the, the Pittsburgh game. I think Hartman has to have a really good day to unleash Notre Dame's running game. Otherwise, I, I like Clemson man-for-man man up front having a good day against them. Yeah, and I would add Notre Dame – or secondary against Notre Dame's receivers is still – that's an advantage for Clemson still. Um, so, it's I, uh, Tim, I think you talked about this on the Monday podcast, like – the Clemson defense still has the advantage over Notre Dame's offense. It's just that Notre Dame's defense has a bigger advantage over Clemson's offense. So yeah, it's I, 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 it's not hard to find advantages for Clemson. Uh, one of them is not place kicker, though. So, you know, there's... Because so BK Potter or BT Potter, whatever his name is, is finally gone. He yeah. was there a long time. Yeah, now uh, they've, they've gone the man-on-the-street approach. I, I, Pete, I don't know. I mean, Jonathan Weitz is, or Weitz is there... He was the kicker who left the team during the preseason. Um, and then they they brought in a guy out of the student body, uh, and he missed three out of four field goals and an extra point. And Dabo called Weitz back, who was finishing his degree online and came back and is now kicking for them. I, I can think of a place where if you are in need of a kicker, you could find one in the offseason that has had a good career and could maybe help your team as a graduate student. How, transfer how would portal. you acquire them, though? Yeah, That's... I don't know how you would ever get them to come to your school or not, but I think that might – I don't know if it would ruin your culture if you brought in a 175-pound graduate of the University of – of Harvard University. It might work out. Fine. You could just bring that guy in and kick. <laughs> just ridiculous. Uh, the other... They have a kicker named Robert Gunn, and he's not good. Like... No, no. 
no, he lost his job. But, uh, you know, the Clemson advantage is, uh, like I mentioned, the circling of the wagons, uh, to use an old term. And yeah, I, I, I think the fans will be, you know, not drunk enough. Well, I mean, yeah, that's part of it. Nord, I mean, Nord Ames here. That, like, like we said, Tim. I mean, the the best thing to happen to Clemson is that Notre Dame's coming to town this week. Don't you like, to- Don't you think this is this could be a counter to that that rule, like an exception to that rule? Like well, Clemson has played in so many more games that are much bigger than Notre Dame coming to town. It's not like you know NC State or Louisville. That's like but Notre Dame's coming. Like that's a big, big deal oh, for Clemson. It's had... like we were in the playoff two years ago. Like how big of a deal is this? No, it's true. But I mean, they want to they want to avenge the, the the consecutive losses in Notre Dame Stadium. That's why Tim, you said you were saying if this was in Notre Dame Stadium, they like, would beat well, them. I'm telling you, Notre Dame's going to party on Wake Forest. If I mean, I just wonder, like, if if you're a Clemson fan, who do you want to beat more, Notre Dame before last year? Or South Carolina for last year. What you can't get up for both? Uh, I don't I mean they're barely getting up for anything. So <laughs> I just think like S- South Carolina might be a more important game to the Clemson fan base than Notre Dame. That's their big rivalry end of the year. You got to hear about it for 364 days. Like, I just so- think that like in in every other example, like the intangibles, I and I'll, I would agree with everything you're saying. I just think Clemson, there's some peculiarities with Clemson as a program right now where like beating Notre Dame might not be like the season saver that it would be for almost anybody else in the country. It just depends where their frame of mind is yeah. with, in accordance with their head coach and coaching staff. I mean, are are they, I mean, do they want to try to salvage the season in some way, shape or form, beat Notre Dame and South Carolina? I, I agree that South Carolina is a greater rivalry. South Carolina is not very good this year. Um, but I don't know. You know, I mean, I still think Notre Dame going into that place, whether it's at night, which certainly is more difficult, but I still think it's going to be. It's that That's part of what what's going to make this so difficult. I do think Notre Dame will play well, though. I really do. I think Marcus Freeman, they're playing their best football. I think he's he's, he's tapped into something right now. That's going to lead us into our predictions, but first, Irish from A2, what is a realistic expectation for the offense versus Clemson? What, like yardage-wise, points-wise? No, yardage is no fun. Like, what I think 24 to 27 wins. That's a realistic expectation, too. Yep. 24 points, 27 points. Yep. I think, yeah, anything over three touchdowns is a win for Notre Dame. So, that would I would set that at realistic expectations realistically is one turnover or less um a quality running game if not a a quality running game but also suffers stuffs which is going to make sam hartman have to complete some important passes i mean if they had 10 stuffs against Pitt, i know what the way Pitt plays they fire at you you're going to get 10 stuffs that was that's probably like eight would have been the minimum against Pitt, and they got 10 i thought they did a good job actually handling that but clemson's going to come at you too with that you would like to think chris tyree keeps getting better Rico Flores keeps getting better and Holden stays plays well, not as well as Mitchell Evans would have, you know, I, and I really think again, I'm going to keep He's been playing better. Jadarian price is a key again. If you can have him and estimate going. That yeah. gets tough to stop after four quarters. I did want to mention, and I, and I said it Monday and it's been in the, some of the stuff we've had on Irish Illustrated this week, but RJ Mickens, 
their safety, who I believe was their returning leading tackler. He has appendix removed between <laughs> between the uh, was it Wake Forest, Miami? I think it was between Miami and and uh, last week's game against NC State. So that's a key guy. But they're they're really good back there. Sheridan Jones is really experienced. Nate Wiggins is getting a lot of uh, a lot of discussion about but about being a high draft pick. Their free safety Jalen Phillips is is good. One uh, Makuba the uh, the nickelback number one is good. One guy I think Nordame when he and he will play Toriano Pride number twenty three. I think that's a guy that they may try to isolate something on uh, when when they get a chance. But they've I, only I, given I, up what eight touchdown passes. That's uh, how many Clemson has given up. Yeah, yeah, that's they're. It's a quality. There's no no corner no, on their team good. is getting up more than one. No, they're playing good. well. They're they're good on every yeah. level. They're they're good on every level. Uh, and probably, I love their linebackers. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you could you could argue the least of their three levels is their D line, and that's which I like. That's, that's good to hear. Good. Yep. <laughs> and that's good and deep. So uh, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's it's. I mean, it certainly looks like a low scoring game. Tim, you and I are going to hit under one of these times. Hey, we got it with Duke. <laughs> that worked out. Yeah. Duke went under. Yeah. All right. It is time for predictions. Gentlemen, you're up. I um uh, I've been trying to talk myself into taking Clemson just because I, I think that I probably I think I've taken Notre Dame to win every game this year, which is kind of boring. Um Homer. yeah, I know, right. But I can't get there with this one. Um, because I just I just think Kay Klubnik is bad and Sam Hartman, while not being great is way better than Kate Klubnik. And I I have a very difficult time seeing Clemson via Klubnik not spotting Notre Dame two turnovers in the game. And if you get to Notre Dame, if Notre Dame is even in this game from a turnover margin point of view, they will win. But I think that they're going to be positive because of Kate Klubnik because he can't hold on to the ball. Uh, and Notre Dame is going to make him not hold on to the ball. So... I don't think Notre Dame's offense has really figured anything out um, the last couple of weeks, despite the despite the point totals being up. Uh, but I just don't think it's going to matter because they're not going to have to score a ton to win the game. So I'll go Notre Dame 23-17, something like that. Um, I have a hard time seeing Clemson getting to 20. I have a very hard time seeing Notre Dame getting to 30. Um, but that kind of leaves me in the 23-17 uh, the range. Him, somebody's got forced five turnovers this week because Louisville did it against Notre Dame, and then Notre Dame did it against USC, and then last week against Pittsburgh. Well, it'll probably be know. Notre Dame. I agree. I think it'll be Notre <laughs> Dame as well. Um, I think Notre Dame did find a little bit offensively the last two weeks, although they lost some of it in their best player. That that's not great. They 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 need that guy in their passing attack because their passing attack is pedestrian right now, and Mitchell Evans was their best player. And I think you guys made a good point very recently that the or Pete did. The Clemson corners are better than the wide and Notre Dame wide receivers, and now Mitchell Evans is not there. So, but all things being equal, if Notre Dame can't run great and doesn't pass well, and Clemson can't run on Notre Dame and doesn't pass well like on Notre Dame because they have the best one of the best pass defenses in the country, I have a lot more faith in Notre Dame protecting the football under adverse circumstances and playing everyone's favorite term of complimentary football than Cade Klubnik. Um, I think Will Shipley does make a difference because he's his stats aren't great, but the guy is a winner. He really, really comes at you with everything, and it would just it would help their running game and their short passing game with him there. He's also a kick returner. You don't have to worry about him as much when he's not there. 
I think Notre Dame's found a little bit on offense, and I'm in the 24 to 16 range for Notre Dame. I think they will hold Clemson to field goals is the key for Notre Dame. There will mm. be some yards, but they can this defense in the red zone can hold Clemson and Klubnik. And Notre Dame's corners are much better than Clemson's wide receivers. We're talking about we're we're always going against Notre Dame's wide receivers. Notre Dame's corners are better than no, Clemson's wide receivers. I, I would agree with that. I am going to defend Cade Klubnik a little bit because he is a first time starter. And he's, you know, I mean, he's making mistakes with with people in his face. It's because he doesn't have a, a quality offensive line. And I think he has a chance to be a decent quarterback, but it doesn't look like it right now. Yeah, I think we're saying help. he's a first-time starter still this week, too. Yeah, yeah. and I feel like sometimes uh, when I watch him, like this happened in the NC State game, there's somebody in his face who is running totally unblocked because Kay Klubnik is responsible for understanding where pressures are coming from before they get there, and he doesn't. That's fair enough. Yeah, so. no, it's fair. No, it's a, and that's why, I mean, getting back to uh, what was it, Irish Gambler's question that Notre Dame's coming after Cade Klubnik, man. They're not. Yeah, they're not. They don't want him to have any time to stand back there and look. They're coming after him. So bigger surprise then, Notre Dame scores thirty three or Clemson scores twenty four. I, would, uh, I will cheat on this one. It will be Clemson 24 because I could see Notre Dame getting to 33 with like multiple pick sixes. Ah, I could too. I could see Clem. I could, and or short field picks is what you're saying too, like the USC yeah. game. Yeah. Complimentary football, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think yeah, that was all I, offline. So people think, are going to get the joke. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, oh, was it? I think so. Didn't I say I, I, I'm not a big fan of the, 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 cons- because I don't really, I, I, it seems contrived to me a little bit. It's just football. That it just happens. Yes, exactly. That it's not exactly, uh, you know, a give and take. But uh, anyway, I see low scoring too. The answer to the question, what do I see more likely? Notre Dame 33 or Clemson 24. I don't see Clemson at 24. I don't see Notre Dame at 33. <laughs> but what can I say? I like the under. I like the under again. I've liked the under all year. My under picks uh, haven't been coming through for me. But uh, we're going to have much more uh, tomorrow. We'll have our staff picks. We'll have the long uh, Irish Illustrated preview. I don't think because of the early kickoff, we're not. We would normally plan for a game of this magnitude, uh, quote magnitude in quotes, um, that we would have a uh, Irish Illustrated overtime pregame. But with the early kickoff, we won't be doing that. But uh, if you're not a subscriber, check us out on irishillustrated.com and then post game. Uh, look for us on Facebook, our Facebook page and YouTube channel when we do the uh, Irish Illustrated overtime. You got something there, Tim? No, I just got more breaking news. Um, it turns out I got an email that Notre Dame is one of the eight most desired teams to join a conference. And he wanted to know. I if got that email too. That. I deleted it. Did you share it with theory? Because I just didn't. I thought eight was pretty they, low. <laughs> they only made the top eight. They didn't make. So what, they didn't say where they are in the top eight. It could have been number one. I'm not going to read anymore, but that I broke a lot of news today with Cardell Jones being upset that, or that Jim Harbaugh cheated. That's the final straw, man. The nail in the coffin. It's over. You're not going to the playoffs or anything. If Cardell Jones doesn't think it's true. Well, uh, next time we, uh, we, we, uh, converse with our, fa- our readers and subscribers and, uh, followers, it will be on Saturday when, uh, Nordame takes on, Number 15, Notre Dame takes on Clemson. Looking forward to our trip to uh, flying into Greenville and then Clemson and Memorial Stadium. At, regardless of the records, uh, really looking forward to this game. Until then, I'm Tim Priester with uh, Tim O'Malley and Pete Sampson. This has been 
Irish Illustrated Insider.